You're listening to episode 230, and today we're talking about inner child work and why it's so important. This is absolutely 100% for everybody to listen to. Let's talk. Hey everyone, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle. Let's talk about childhood trauma and, and inner child work. So this is something that I feel like really just in this past year has been more present in my my life. And then because of that, I think also in my clients' lives and I, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. But it's not a new concept for me, but as I've dug into it a little more this year, I recognize just how important it is and how poignant it is for every single person and um, how on, I don't know if it's undervalued or just maybe it's like the unsung hero of personal development. <laughs> it's there, there's work in it that's so powerful and beautiful, but it's probably some of the hardest work to do as well, because it's, it's definitely like opening up old wounds that you just don't even want. Like, I don't want to go there. You know, it's too painful, but it's through that work that we are able to, um, show up as ourselves. So I just, I want to spend our 15 minutes today, just kind of introducing what this is, like what it actually means, who it's for, and then some ways that you can on your own work on your own childhood stuff. So essentially inner child work is working with your childhood trauma and it's really understanding that who you are now as an adult, how you act, how you behave, how you respond to things really is directly connected to your childhood. It all stems from those past experiences. So I struggle with that a little bit because I'm I'm a huge fan of like, this is where we are here and now. But what I've really come to understand in this past year is that we have to understand that deep layer of our childhood and our own experiences true to us and who we are and what molded us in order to really heal and be who we want to be today. Because without really doing that past work, it's always going to be a part of you. And it sits, so trauma sits inside your body. This isn't, yes, you can have memories and experiences that you can recall in your head, but the, but the trauma of it, the, the, effect of it, the impact of those experiences literally sits inside your body. So it's a really, um, for me, very complicated healing because I like to see the work. It's, it's a little bit like, you know, if you're, if you're working on your health and fitness and you want to see the weight go down, you want to see your, your pants fit differently. You want to see your muscles form. And that's proof that the work you're doing is working. It's not as easy to see it when you're doing inner child work, and that's that's a hard thing, but it's understanding that it really does sit inside your body. And what this inner child work does is just really focuses on your unmet needs, healing things that may have happened in your in your childhood, and ultimately reparenting yourself. And something that I want to share too is that there's, you know, I think it's really easy to sit as as an adult in my stage of life and any of us to kind of be like, my parents did it wrong. You know, I can't believe they didn't understand this or they didn't do this or, you know, why didn't they let me feel my feelings? Like whatever the, the whole, the void is, 
I want us to recognize that all of us are humans and we all do the very best we can. And each generation is definitely different and parents differently and does their own personal development work differently and chooses to live their life differently. You know, previous generations believed in going to school and getting a nine to five and have a retirement plan in that company. And you retire, like you never take sick days. Doesn't matter how pissed off you are, how much it's soul sucking. You have to stay there and retire from there. My generation is recognizing like, wait, maybe we don't have to do that. Maybe it can look different. And so it's, it's all that we're just doing the best we can. And I'll tell you what, while I feel like I have a lot of knowledge around children and um, I have education around it and all, all of the stuff, my kids are going to grow up with their own stuff that they're going to need to heal. I am a human being. We are not doing things perfectly. So me sharing that is that understanding like our parents did the best the best they can we are going to do the best we can as parents but then when you become an adult it is your responsibility to do your own healing even though it's a result from your childhood it is not anybody else's responsibility it it is for you now in your human life it's your responsibility to to recognize and understand how it's affecting you and impacting you and your responsibility to figure out how to heal that and not sit in a space of, I've been wronged, this happened to me, this is it. And you know what, if that's what you want to do, that's also okay. But just recognizing you have the choice and the empowerment to choose to do this work or not. So what does that work look like? Well, first of all, let's talk about what childhood traumas are. Because <clears throat> I've done, I'm sure, a podcast on trauma. Um, I know I've done uh, some different speaking engagements on it, so it's hard for me to know like where the information is. So I'm not going to get into um, understanding trauma in, in deep detail, but what it is important to understand is that when we hear the word trauma, we usually think of what's called a big T trauma. So car accidents, um, death, um, abuse, things like that, okay? So those those count very much so in your your childhood trauma work, okay? But the part that I want you to understand, so what what I think sometimes happens is there are people who didn't experience any big T traumas in their life and so assume like, well, I don't have any childhood trauma. There are other little T traumas. So it can be something as little as um, how a classmate treated you um, in third grade. It could be that uh, you grew up in a wonderful um, uh, intact household, but that your parents didn't support your emotional needs, that every time you cried, they said, stop crying, or um, you had to get A's. And if you didn't, um, you know, things were taken away from you or those can absolutely be traumas because it's a matter of understanding how your emotional needs need to be met. Okay. Obviously there are other things like um, I read that there's a childhood trauma where if you like abandonment issues. So if you were left home alone for long periods of time without a babysitter and kind of left to your own device, that's, that's an emotional need not being met. I am a nineties child. I'm not alone when I say I was a latchkey kid. Many, many, many of us are latchkey kids. So while it was again, a really, um, awesome thing for parents at that time. Cause like, I think about how cool that would be <laughs> to be able to like leave my eight and nine year old home. So I could like go grocery shopping or like go to work or something. It's not okay now. <laughs> and part of the reason outside of like obvious safety things is 
um, understanding that it's a matter of recognizing how to meet the emotional needs of, of a child. And again, we, the more we know, right? Like we, we grow up, we learn, it's like, oh yeah, that's, let's understand how to meet the kid's emotional needs. If you are a child of divorce, that can also be childhood trauma, regardless of obviously if it was a tumultuous divorce, there are traumas there. And if it wasn't, there could still be traumas because maybe, um, not being in the house you wanted to be in for your birthday or for Christmas created some emotional needs not being met and that that's an experience. So any experience that you kind of, even as I share this, like if there are specific experiences you're thinking of that seem not hugely impactful, if it's something that you remember really well, and in detail, it very likely created a little bit of trauma for you in your life. And so then another piece of this that I want you to think about to kind of identify where you might have some trauma is focus on how you um, behave in your life in all different areas, like in how you parent, in how you keep your household, and how you interact with your significant other, in um, your work ethic, in how you treat your body with your food and exercise, especially us women, um, how you interact in friendships, perhaps like women with women often holds some different traumas. So that can be kind of a window to see like, hmm, where like where does the trauma lie here because it's there we all we all have it and that's what's important to understand there's no shame no one did anything wrong no one wronged you with the little t traumas now with big t traumas like not giving you food or abusing you or things like that those there is that's completely different story however it's it's just understanding that there's it's just a part of being a human that we do have to reparent ourselves sometimes. We have to learn how to um, respond to ourselves in the way that we felt we needed to be responded to as a child. So it's really kind of figuring out, well, what is it that that child needs? This is the inner child work. So this is what we need to do. And um, so let me walk through some of the different um, things that you could do. So, and, and this might be, So, okay. So one thing that can be really supportive, but could be a little hard and vulnerable. And and because of that, there can either be resistance or like, well, I don't understand. I don't notice. That's okay. But this is something you could do. In situations that feel a little more confrontational or uncomfortable, ask yourself who is showing up here. So for instance, I'm a 39-year-old Aaron here. Okay. However, I can tell you there are a lot of situations where eight-year-old Aaron shows up. There are a lot of situations where 14-year-old Aaron shows up. There's a lot of situations where 17-year-old Aaron shows up. And it's it's understanding how that piece of you is triggered and that that little Aaron is showing up because she needs to be reparented. She needs her emotional needs met. She needs to be given the things that she wasn't given in order for 39-year-old Aaron to show up as 39-year-old Aaron, right? And just that. So it's um, it's really, it feels a little cheesy. And I think that's why I've resisted this work for so long. <clears throat> but there's also something, I really challenge you to sit with this because when you feel the vulnerability and emotion come up, you'll know, okay, this is something that I need to do. So Something that you could do uh, is write a letter to the child version of you. So dear Aaron, you know, I know that in this part of your life, X, Y, and Z, that this happened and nurture that little girl or that little boy and say like, I, I validate what happened to this person 
this part of you. Validate those things and say the things that you wish someone could have said to you as a child in that exact moment or just as a child in general. You can write as many letters as you want. Tell this child that they are safe and recognizing that, you know, you to yourself today, telling yourself the things that I think and the behaviors that I have that I needed to have at that age, I no longer need anymore. I don't need to do that anymore because I'm not eight and that's not my life any longer. This is my life now. I have created my new life and those those parts of me no longer need to, to show up here. So as an example, maybe as a child, um, you... Uh, you kept all of your emotions inside because there was abuse going on in your house and you didn't want to make things worse. It's like, I can't, and anytime you showed emotion, it was like, you have to stop. You're not allowed to have emotion. So you would just tuck it down. So now today you notices that you do the same thing. However, you don't live in an abusive household anymore. And you have people around you who are capable of seeing you cry or be angry. Okay, so you're you are now allowed to show your emotions. You have created a different household for yourself and you no longer live in that abusive household. You can show your emotions. So this is that's an example of what that can look like. Oh man, I have three minutes. Okay. Um journal. Journal as your inner child. Pretend you're eight years old, pretend you're four, pretend you're sixteen, and journal as that version of yourself to see what comes up. Connect with, connect with your childhood joys. So jump back into wonderment again and be playful and explore what that looks and feels like. Because sometimes we didn't feel safe to play for whatever reason. So really connect in with those childhood joys again to bring that child back out in you. Um, another thing is to use mantras, to put your hands on your heart and tell yourself, I'm safe. You know, in situations, whether it's at work or a confrontation with your significant other or a sexual trauma comes up and you're with your husband or your wife and you're like, oh, you know, to, to, to tell yourself, I'm safe. I am safe right now. You are safe. You are okay. You are loved. You are safe. That's a huge part of this work is it was reconnecting with your safety. Um, obviously, the biggest thing I will recommend, especially if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, damn, I got work to do. Uh, therapy. Oh, almost every therapist supports um, and ask them. So I shouldn't say almost every because that's not true. But a lot of um, therapists in, in today's world, they do um, are, are certified in trauma work. So you can ask, and there are different modalities more than just talk therapy. So understanding that. Um, And another thing you can do is visualization and meditation. There are a lot of different guided meditations around inner child work that are really, really, really profound. And I guarantee you're going to just sit and cry. So use Insight Timer. I'm sure the Calm app has some. There might even be some YouTube videos of um, inner child meditations, meditations. clearing visualizations and they can be really powerful so I definitely recommend trying some of those things so again write a letter ask yourself who's showing up right now in the current in these situations journal as your inner child Um, connect with your childhood joys use supportive mantras go to therapy and um, work try visualizations and meditation Um, and just another side note I was just thinking about it came to my mind talking about therapists that are are trained 
recognize that we also have traumas as adults. Um, and oftentimes they layer onto what our traumas were as kids. So there are things that might impact you, but not other people. Um, so recognize that that's why it's really important to do trauma work because it, it compounds. Uh, and I also just want to say, um, for me, I think that like, I think that the pandemic brought up a lot for me and I think it brought up a lot for a lot of people in many different ways. Like if you're a critical care nurse, your trauma from the pandemic is very different from mine being at home with my kids. Um, but there was a lot shaken up for me in that. And again, it's often very connected to stuff from when we were a kid. Um, so I, I definitely encourage you to step into this, step in slowly. Trauma work we is not meant to jump into the pool. Like this is wading in, like putting your toes in, pulling back out. You can then go in to your ankles and come back out again. Um, and, and feel into it and remember it sits in your body. So, so it's, you can do some of this work and then afterwards go for a walk or do some stretching or do some yoga. Um, and know that that helps to release the trauma from inside your body. And you're not going to have any concrete, um, um, evidence that, that there is healing involved, but eventually you will notice that things don't impact you the same way. Like the, my dog just turned on the Roomba. That's helpful. Um, so like the mail pile, if it triggers you or like the full trash can that your husband didn't take out triggers you, you'll notice that it begins to trigger you less when you're doing the work around what's connected to that, if that makes sense. So I'll stop there because my dog is stealing toilet paper and turning on vacuums. That is my cue to go. I'm also after 15 minutes. So as always, um, connect with me, Aaron at AaronJoyceCo.com. I am on Instagram, AaronJoyce. 725. Is that it? I think so. Um, it's a personal account. So I am happy to confirm your friend request as long as I know who you are. If we don't know each other, also remember like if you have a, a handle that isn't your name, I might not know who you are, even if you are like, oh, she knows who I am. So be sure you send me a um a DM of just letting me know who you are and I'm happy to to add you on there. So all right, have a wonderful week. Treat others the way you want to be treated, and I will talk to you next time.